Before I left for my sabbatical, I asked you all for a list of your favorite fictional books. I'm not a fiction reader. I really enjoy nonfiction. I like to learn. I like reading things I can put to practical use. But I know that reading fiction is good for the creative brain, and it sounded like something one should do when taking a break from the usual daily routine. So I asked you all for a list, and you all came through strong. Friends, guess how many fiction books I read while on my sabbatical? Zero. Absolutely none. (laughs) But I did finally watch the movie Redeeming Love. I read that fictional book years ago. Does that count for anything? I thought it was really good. Even though I know there's a lot of hoopla in the church over some of the physically intimate scenes. Once again, when it comes to our physicality, the church can easily be triggered and freaked out. We carry wounds regarding our body, what we've done to it, and what's been done to it. Looks like the future of my mission and call to the body of Christ regarding their body is secure. For the first few weeks when I wasn't sleeping, all I wanted to do was spend time with God. After all, the main point of my sabbatical was to spend time with God, to simply be His. And the best way I know how to spend time with Him is to start by reading His Word. I became consumed with His Word and by His Word. Having no time limits to reading His Word felt like an extreme luxury, I can't remember the last time I was obsessed with the Word of God. I was like the third grade version of me who couldn't get enough of the fictional books by Judy Bloom, Super Fudge, Blubber, and every preteen training bra wearing girl's manual for life in the 1980s. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. But I can tell you this with great assurance Judy Bloom has nothing on the Word of God. The word of God is not fiction. It is true. And reading it gives us life and it instructs us in life. It gives us life by stripping us down and building us up. It removes things that don't belong on us or in us, like the lies of Satan, the world, and our flesh. It builds us up by putting in us the love of God and on us the holiness of God, which helps us live whole. The word of God makes us over. It dresses us for life. After all, this life is a dress rehearsal for the kingdom of God that is here now and is to come. God's word is not just active, alive, and makes us over. It's also wild and free. It beckons us to follow him wherever he goes, to come away with him, to get real rest, and to live an adventuresome life where the best fictional tales told get their storylines. Reading God's word helps us to know someone who can feel like fiction. The creator of the universe is someone we haven't seen with our own eyes, yet he is someone our hearts and minds need to be true because he made us for him. When we read God's word, we read recorded stories of people with faith who wrote songs and poems about God and faith. We learn about people who have gone before us and we feel galvanized to do the same. God's word dares us to take our make-believe thoughts like, I wonder if I could actually slay this giant of body shame. 
into a non-fictional story where we can tell others or write books about how God has set us free from body shame. Consuming the word of God takes a make-believe Christian, a person who gets stuck living and dreaming about what could be, into active followers of Jesus who take risks, act on faith, remain patient, and makes belief in God's scene for people who cannot see. When we've been fed and filled by God's word, we can walk out into the world looking for someone to feed. Instead of playing make-believe with God, we go out into the world and act on his word and make belief. God's word contains the best stories. Jesus is the best storyteller. And everything in God's word stirs our faith to partner with God to take things that feel more like fictional nightmares or dreams into a non-fictional reality that pleases God's heart and gives us victory over our enemy and joy to our hearts. Stories stored up in our hearts come to life through risking obedience to God's word and acting upon it in faith. So friends, Keep reading all the fiction and nonfiction books if you so well please, but I challenge you to watch the clock. Pay attention to how much time you spend investing in a fictional world, Facebook, Instagram, Netflix, Amazon. You will never, ever, ever regret spending more time with God in his word. He wants to make belief with you. Do whatever you need to do to be more in the word and to get more of his word into you. That was this week's post. I also left a prompt. If you are listening to this just on the podcast, I left a prompt asking you, what's the one thing you can do right now to make more for the more, more room for the word of God in your life. So I would love it if you want to have that discussion over there. Again, this, this platform is my friends of friends, the closest, the ones who are wanting some serious dialogue and to be together. So go ahead and do that. But now I'm going to be practical because I love sharing what God's speaking, but now I'm going to be practical. What can you do? Three things, just three things you can do to increase God's word in your life, how to get that more word into you. I didn't even write this down. First thing, we need to tear down the lie that, that the word is difficult. Like that's just someone who is difficult, Satan, trying to make it difficult. It's a, it's a lie. Is it challenge you? Yes. But just because you don't understand something or it challenges you doesn't mean you aren't to enter into it. Otherwise you never would have went to school. You never would have potty trained. So we have to just throw that off. It is a lie from the pit of hell. Tell it to go back. God made you to hear his voice. John 10, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. They know me. So you you will only know it as you read the word. So Satan keeps us from the word of God. There's a Barna study statistically says that only 11% of Christians read their Bibles every day. 11%. 11%. If you call yourself a Christian and you know other Christians, just know that there's more a likelihood that it's a label. Like to be a Christian, 
is to be a Christ follower and to follow Christ. You got to know what he, where he's going, what he's doing, what he's like. He wants to grow with you in intimacy and knowledge of who he is, because the more you know him, the more you will know yourself and the more you will have a game plan, a strategy for this world that is broken and messy. You have to be in the word. This would literally be like me telling you not to eat, to, to just work out and strive and then don't eat. Sounds like a perfect formula for unhealth and disease. We have to be in the word. We have to be in the word. Okay, so three things that you can start doing today to get more of God's word into you. To just get serious about, I want to consume more of him all right, here we go. First off, you need to cool your nervous system. This is a practical thing. You need to cool your nervous system. If you think you don't have time, that is a reality that's being lived out in your mind because of the pace at which you are living at. You are stuck moving at a frenzied pace if you don't have time. So you won't want to slow down and spend time in the word of God unless you first practice slowing down. And here's what I'm going to say, get to bed a little earlier. I know you thought I was going to say for you to wake up a little earlier and spend more time with God. Well, guess what? You're not going to wake up earlier if you are living life till full tilt in the day. And here's what I know to be true that we often look forward to the end of the night because it's our time, right? You got mama, your mamas and littles and papas, you work all day. We go, oh, now's my time. The truth is that means throughout our day, we're literally living at a slavery pace. So then we think the nighttime is our time and then we stay up way too longer than we need to. And we end up robbing Peter to pay Paul and we don't want to get up in the morning to have some time. The morning time is really a great time mentally. Your brain, when you sleep at night, uh, what are they called? Your glymphatic system, it cleans the, the neural pathways of your brain. It, it prunes away all things that need not be there, kind of cleans your brain so that when you start a new day, you're starting with clean streets. Like if a thought is a, think of it as a, a street, it's all clean. It's been washed. It's like at night, the rain comes and cleans your thoughts so that you're ready for the next day. This is why it's really important to get good sleep. So get good sleep, get to bed a little earlier. Don't push so hard at night. And if you're doing that again, it's because you're living in a slavery mentality during the day. Satan's got a hold on you. So get to bed a little earlier. Spend your first 15 minutes in the word. There's even an app called the first 15, by the way, Revelation Wellness is about to launch an app. Get it just 15 minutes in the word in the morning. Gosh, this is one of those things where I wish I could do this for you. This is why I can tell you all the tips and tricks. And here's what we tend to do is we think that hearing the tips and tricks is what's going to heal us or is actually going to make us healthy. It, it, it hits us. It kind of hits us. Okay, we get excited. But you now have to go do it. And doing something new never feels good at the beginning. My sabbatical did not feel good at the beginning. It felt awkward. It was hard. Like, what do I do? I don't have an email. This is strange. This is weird. But then it felt really good. Now, again, I know not any of you, not a lot of you can go take a sabbatical, but you can start today 
with this small step towards I'm going to consume more of God and God's going to consume more of me. And truly, we're pretty biblical illiterate if only 11% of us are reading the word every day. We got to be in the word. In John 4, Jesus says to the woman at the well that God is looking for true worshipers, people who worship him in spirit and in truth. Truth is found in his written word, the logos. The spirit is active and alive and it whispers to you during the day. And the spirit and the logos, the written word, will not contradict. So you've got to be in the word of God in the morning, get the word in you, and then go out into the day listening for the rhema, the active voice in whisperings of God. Your flesh is going to kick and, strain, and scream when you get up early, but that's because you're going to bed too late. You guys, you can't override your nervous system, your hormones, your chemicals in your body that are asking for rest. So if you're saying, I don't have time, you know what you need to do? You got to rest just like I did. I did it. Yes. I had three weeks of it, but God can take your little, your be faithful with a little and he will make, make much. So you got to cool your nervous system down. I can tell you all the things. And that's why I think what happens in the church is we say, do this, now do this, now try this, now add this. We're constantly adding, adding, adding. And what we need to do is take away. You got to take away, leave some space lose some weight. And from there, then you can rebuild. So cool your nervous system, get to bed a little earlier. I, I know it, I would do it for you if I can, but I can't. This is where you got to do the obedient and risk-taking thing. This is where you make belief and stop living in a world of make-believe. Believe, make believe, take what God says to be true. He gives his beloved rest. Come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. We must be people of rest. So start with that so that you can get up and have those 15 minutes first thing in the morning. Second, read the word in the middle of the day. Take five minutes to read what you read in the morning. I would rather review what I read earlier than to read something new. Again, our mind like eat more, eat more. No, how about... Keep chewing on the thing you read. Get, it goes back to quality over quantity. Get quality word in you. That will shift you. That will change you. Not more word, more word. So I'm looking for you to make more time for the word, not necessarily get more word. But here's what I know will happen. As you make more time for the word, you want to spend more time in the word. It's really crazy. So read the word in the middle of the day. Take five minutes, maybe it's at lunchtime, to review what you read. Set a watch, do something. Y'all, what are you doing at lunchtime anyways? You're probably scrolling your phone. You're probably looking at social media. Check it. Who cares? Who cares? As my friend Nina says, it's a trap. <laughs> I hope that's, I hope Nina's listening. It's a trap. It's a trap. Stop. Stop. Get sobered up in what, in what matters most. Look for times in the day when you are wasting time, like standing in line and you go to your phone and you, that's why I took all social media off my phone. I still have it and it just hasn't a lot of time in my day, but it does not have my attention because there's too many things in my phone already vying for my attention. 
So look for times of the day when you're just wasting time. Then turn your heart's affection back towards God's word. He's speaking all the time. Lean in and listen. So middle of the day, find some time to just lean back into the word. And then third, at the end of the day, before you go to bed, read it again. Then perhaps write one sentence in a journal or in a file on your phone about how you saw God move in your life that day. Because this is faith with action. You are looking to have an act of faith. And then that means you're using the word. And if you've used the word, guess what? You're going to want more word. You've burned those calories and more word comes in. Otherwise, we're just constantly carbo-loading on words that we never use. So just look around. It's one of the spiritual disciplines is to, is to account for God's goodness. How was he good to me today? How did I see him move? What we look for, we find. So start with these simple, small steps and see how the desire for more of God's word grows in your day. I have found that reading the word of God is like drinking more water. You don't want to do it at first because you would rather drink the tasty thing that pleases your flesh when your body and soul is crying out for hydration, real hydration. Read the word a little more here and there. Sneak it in and watch your thirst grow. I hope this blesses you, friends. Leave all the comments. Let's talk. I love this community that we're building here, the real stuff. I get to do real life with you, and I get to record and talk and just tell you what's on my mind, and this is burning in my bones right now. So thanks for letting me have a place to deposit this and put it somewhere. I will be I'm all over on Revelation Wellness. If you're not following us over there, be sure you do that. But this is just a little peek into what's going on with me as God reveals. I love you guys. Bless you. Thanks for hanging out. And hey, if this blessed you, share it with someone else. This podcast now is in iTunes feed. You can find it in iTunes. And it's, again, just a place where I'll be talking and teaching. Okay. Talk to you guys soon. Peace.